Okay then, so welcome to the Blue Skies uh, Dronecast, and in this episode we're going to interview um, a success story, I suppose, really. So uh, we've got Tristan Wallace uh, with us in the studio, so uh, welcome Tristan, nice to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Not a problem at all. So uh, obviously we've also got the uh, the normal people that we have uh, with us as well. We've got Adam and uh, Matthew here too. So uh, they'll be chiming in with a few questions, uh, same as me as well. So yeah, basically this episode is all to do uh, essentially with, with Tristan. So we're going to go through kind of how he began uh, his sort of drone journey, I suppose, really, uh, and uh, go through uh, how he made the choices, what aircraft he, he, he uses currently, and uh, also just uh, um, tips, I suppose, and tricks for for new pilots and new people wanting to uh, get into the industry, really. So um, I guess we'll we'll just quickly hand it over uh, to you, Tristan, briefly, just to give uh, our listeners a bit of a an understanding about how you sort of got into sort of the the drone industry, I suppose. Really, how did it all start for you? It start. I live in Margate on the south coast, of Kent, and um, it's a beautiful place to live. And I take a lot of photos when I'm out and about with a dog or with the kids, a lot of yeah. seascapes, a lot of poles sitting lonely in the sea, whether it's summer or winter, there's always something really nice to take here. And that was kind of the start of it really. Um, my hmm. background a long time ago, I was a, a editor for TV. Um, oh, and so I've, I've always made content, I've always made video content. And really, it was quite an easy progression to go, oh, hang on, I could um, put a camera in the air and take some nice pictures. <laughs> and I think as well, with the, the kind of the lowering of cost of drones as well, it was like a bit of a no brainer to be able to go, oh, well, actually, it's a bit of a punt and I'll see how I get on with it. And if I enjoy doing it and then it's something I could progress. And if it's not, I could either sell it secondhand or it's not too bad a, an impact financially. So that yeah. was kind of the start, really. Um, two two and a half three years ago i think i started um okay and it just kind of yeah went on from there really that was that was yeah that was the beginning thing was just to to get a slightly different perspective on the beautiful coastline that we have around us yeah that's interesting yeah brilliant and i guess what we normally ask uh our, our sort of uh, uh people that we have on our guests is uh, what drone did you start with that's always a popular question uh mini it was the the, oh, the, right. the, the oh, first okay. mini was the first one i had um which yeah. was like witchcraft when I first got it and opened the box and kind of went, this, this can't fly. This can't take a picture. That's crazy. It's so um, tiny, isn't it? Yeah. It's so tiny. And just so tiny. Yeah, yeah. Just so, so tiny. Yeah, I know. And, and even, you know, and just so easy to use, so intuitive uh, with the controls and, and how to get stuff. Quite a bit of a steep learning curve on using the fairly... I wouldn't say basic camera, but a, a camera with no aperture and no kind of lens choices. So a bit, a bit more of a, bit more of a learning curve on how to get really good images out of it um, than how to necessarily fly the thing because the mini especially was just so easy to pick up and fly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, before we sort of get any further with that side of things, we'll also kind of talk about um, potentially the, the permissions as well. So obviously you mentioned you got the Mini yeah. 2. Uh, did that sort of go hand in hand with, because um, you completed the A2 CFC, didn't you? I think I in did. December 2020, was that right? So did that sort That'd of be right, link yeah. with the aircraft? Yeah, was that? Definitely, definitely. It was a, well, it was a case of doing it and then posting some stuff online and quite quickly a lot of people locally kind of said oh there's someone that's got a drone and they can take half decent pictures and what well, have to have to I, I kind of focus on video more than pictures have to mm. decent video and people would kind of give them get in touch with me and say could I do this or have I got that 
And then that kind of led me to thinking, oh, there might be something a bit more in this. There might be something a bit more commercial for me to do with this, as mm. well as just be able to satisfy the kind of the, the, the legalities of it and the health and safety aspects of it, which is kind of why I, I kind of said, oh, no, I should really kind of do this. I did a couple of other online courses, but they were more to do with the the cinematography of using a drone yeah. rather than the, the kind of actual nuts and bolts of what you're allowed to do and when. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and I think those two things, the drone and the qualification, normally go hand in hand with a lot of people as well, actually, when they start to sort of research a bit more about what they need and what they can do and stuff. And uh, yeah, I might hand over to um, Adam or, or somebody else if you want to ask any more questions and uh, carry on with things. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to jump back into, so you, obviously you did the, the A2COC in December yeah. uh, 2020. So is it something that you'd, you'd looked at beforehand? Because obviously 2020 was, I suppose, from our point of view, a bit of a weird time where we knew new regulations were coming out. We knew, obviously, we'd started delivering the A2 CFC and the GVC uh, back in March of 2020. But a lot of people back then were looking at the what was the PFCO, the Permission for Commercial yeah. Operation. Is that <laughs> yeah. something that you had previously considered? Or was I it had, I had, I had looked at them right at the start, but that was, yeah, that was... It was a bit of a a, a a sledgehammer to crack a nut at that time because I just I wasn't planning on doing it that commercially. It might have been the odd stuff, but I wasn't planning on being commercial. When I first started this journey, it was more how can I make sure that I'm doing things above the board? How can I make sure that I get the best out of this little machine? And how can I cover my back, basically? Um, and understand what can be quite complex rules as well. Um, so I tried to kind of glean quite a lot, but then obviously when the A2 of CFC came, you know, that just seemed like a no-brainer, really, because it was not that onerous in terms of how much learning, but certainly your guys' course, the stuff around the actual learning was fantastic as well. Um, the, the the kind of anecdotes about why you should do this, why you shouldn't do this, the kind of real life, life stories of, of what happens as a drone pilot really, really helped as well, as well as getting to, to work out exactly what it is that you can and can't do. Yeah, fantastic. So, I mean, I mean, you've said you've got was it a mini, mini or a mini two that you've? I've got a, I bought, had a mini, I had a mini, and then I quickly bought an Air, um, and I've since replaced them both with a mini two and an Air two S. Ah, fantastic. So it's quite nice that the the A two C of C's obviously allowed you to use the the Air two S, um, yeah, as part of the legacy transitions, um, and I I would assume that come. 2023 there potentially might be an upgrade into something else as and when absolutely would it yeah as and when and and always interesting to see what's coming out mavic pro 3 coming that's going to be interesting to see what that looks like um whether it's worth you know upgrading the a2s for that the mini's just perfect for little things um and also i mean i kind of used it as a i had a job a couple of weeks ago and i used the mini as a bit of a b camera um oh. it, you know just just because i was charging all the three batteries that i had brought with me for the other one and i wanted to get some nice externals and actually for the job that we were doing the image quality stands up really well to what comes out of their 2s so it was it was fine to use as a bit of a b-roll camera so there's i think there's a place for both of them um definitely even you know even if you're getting paid to do quite high-end commercial work 
Yeah. I've got an interesting one for you, uh, Tristan. Listening to your story, it sounds as though you sort of got into the the drones almost from a hobbyist perspective because you said you Mm -hmm. sort of just enjoyed getting that sort of imagery and so on. And it's so transitioned into part of your work. Now, for other people getting into the industry, they may come from a different angle where they sort of have the drone skills and so on, but not so much of the cinematography and so on. Could you sort of uh, put some uh, guidance in place with regard to what people should focus on if they have the sort of other side of the spectrum of skills? What would you suggest yeah. for them to, to sort of I think, aim for the position you're in? I think the number one thing to do with all drone footage is just to slow down. Slow <laughs> down your movement, slow down the panning, slow down your speed. Just try and get as slow as possible. And that immediately makes things far more compelling to watch, makes it less like a video game. And I think for the little sensors that these drones have when you slow down it really helps you not to get really jerky movement as you're panning or moving across i think when you're flying through stuff in sport mode it, it it's fine if you if you're going for a kind of fpv video game look but if you want to have something that looks like something you'd see on the tv i think learning how to slow down and really control stuff really helps i think secondly you know that you can do stuff that push boundaries but there are a finite number of drone shots you can take so master them (laughs) so just learn them and then every time you go out get those shots and then start mucking around but make sure you get the you know make sure you get um some nice perspective going around an object make sure you get a kind of miami vice panning up going across something to do some speed make sure you get some people moving around make sure you get a top-down shot just you know there's a list of things to get um and just make sure you get them and you can do them quite quickly it it doesn't have to take too long once you've got the thing in the air to actually whip around and get those things um i because of my background as an editor i tend to shoot with an edit in mind and i almost shoot to edit Um, So I'll have the idea of what the sequence is in my head and I'll go and shoot them. And I think that that kind of um, attitude really helps you speed up as well, both in your your filming, but more importantly, post um, in the edit. If you've got if you've only got, you know, if you've got 30 minutes worth of footage rather than an hour and 30 minutes, that's going to take you a lot quicker to edit it down. Um, Absolutely, and yeah. you're not sort you of redoing the, sh- the same shot multiple times and <laughs> sifting through which one's the best. You just get it right first time. Yeah, and and also recognize the the vast majority of shots you're only going to see for a couple of seconds. So they don't, you know, you don't need to have something for for a minute being recorded. It's it's just pointless. You're just wasting you're wasting ones and zeros, and you're wasting your time, um, and more importantly, the battery life. Um, so I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think having having an idea of what type of shots. And then lastly, I would say that imitation is, is the best form of flattery. Yeah. Look for stuff that you've seen that you've really liked and go and copy it. Find your own landmark, find your own scene and just copy it. Even if it's just for a, for a, a kind of practice for yourself. Um, I think that's a really important thing to do. And I think that, I mean, that's important in all kind of filmmaking, not just drone work, but just just find the stuff that you like the look at, like the look of and go and try and do it yourself. 
Brilliant duplicated. Yeah, well, thanks, Tristan. I think that's um, incredibly insightful for the listeners. I think that's probably gold that you wouldn't just find anywhere. So that's probably the best possible answer we could have expected. So much appreciated. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, cool. So uh, moving on then. So we know about the aircraft and we know obviously that you've uh, got the A2 CFC qualification as well. So kind of what, what happened um, after that? Because obviously we want to talk about sort of the the success story, I suppose, really. Yeah. You know, um, what happened after the qualification? So obviously we We've got a few uh, sort of notes here on sort of what you did after that, but uh, maybe tell us uh, in your own words, I guess, really, how did mm. you sort of move from, you know, uh, a beginner, I guess, really, through to yeah. sort of w- what you're doing now? I think, I mean, uh, the, the the first thing was just to make, just made little films for myself and post them online. Yeah. And they really were just for myself um, and find some library music, put them together, okay. make a little minute long clip of something, whatever it was, a nice sunset, a nice evening. Tend mm. to be the, the films I was making tended to be almost real time. As I said, I'd go in with an edit in, oh, okay. in mind when I was taking the shots um, and then just get them out there. And then particularly, I think particularly if you live, well, wherever you live, there is a community and that community yeah. might not have seen the type of shots that you're showing them and they oh, might I not see. have seen what's possible. So out yeah. of putting those little films online, people would then start to approach me and, and the, 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 all the stuff at the start was for free. All of it yeah. was, we've got no money, we've got no budget, we just want some help. And, <laughs> I, and I said no to some things, but most things, because it's a really good excuse to go and fly, most things i said yeah that's fine i'll come and do that and we'll see what we can get we'll see you know we'll see if we'll be fantastic and i think that can do yes attitude really helped i mean an example of that is a theater company that was being born wanted to do a bit of a promo on the beach and in some of the the surrounding stuff and the 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 founder got in touch with me and said we've got no money we're just doing this because we're trying to raise money for the theatre company. But, you know, it will be a one day shoot. Do you think you can come and do some stuff? And it was working with about a dozen actors. So it was really interesting oh, for right. me because I hadn't worked with <laughs> actors before and no, a proper director yeah. and a proper assistant director and a producer. And the, yeah, the other yeah. camera was a red, you know, I was up against a proper, proper <laughs> camera. <in> deep. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was lots of talks about film rates, um, shutter speed, how you're going to get the best out of the, what, what profile to use. And that was a really good learning curve. Mm. And out of doing that one morning's work, um, Two weeks ago, I was up in Luton doing a, a commercial BFI funded um, little trailer for a feature that they're hoping to do next year. Oh, and right. yeah, it was purely and simply by turning up, being positive, being happy, kind of doing what you're asked to do, but then coming with your own ideas and visions that the, the producer then kind of came back to me a few months later and said, right, I've got some work for you. Can you come and do this thing? And now they want me to do the feature. Oh, nice. Amazing. Super. Mm. Justin, if I can just uh, jump back a moment um, to yeah. the little uh, answer that you've just given us, that engagement that you've had with people where you're sort of sharing your short films that you've made yourself and so on, and that engagement that you're getting back, what platforms are those on? Are we talking about YouTube or where, where is that happening? Uh, for me, it's mainly Instagram and Facebook. Uh, my YouTube, I mean, I, I host them on YouTube and then I, because the, 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 the quality is better and then I can pass them on to, to Facebook and, and Instagram, well, not Instagram, but Facebook. But the engagement and the people seeing them definitely starts starts on Facebook and Instagram. And then people, I know, you know, and also hashtagging the hell out of them so that everybody can find them. 
yeah. and then you know from that for example one of the instagram um posts that i did i had a a lady who lives locally but she runs a choir in king's cross um called the king's place choir she got in touch with me and said i really loved your film can i have it and put one of our choir songs underneath it. It was a little video oh, right. for our choir. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course, that's fine. And then when I looked at it, it didn't quite fit. There was a couple of scenes wrong. And I said, look, I'll just re-edit it. I'll just do a new, do you a new edit and see if I can find some more footage. Nice. And that was a really good example of how, because she just found it by just scrolling through Instagram and found this nice film and yep. then just reached out and got in touch. Super. And I think just Super. that idea of, of a lot of, you know, a lot of your potential clients and or projects could be very local to you, but you've mm. just got to find them and they've got to be able to find you. Yeah, so making yourself visible, I think is is the key point there for sure. That's why yeah. I just came back to that because it's, I think it's something which if you haven't done it before and you're not familiar with it, it's something difficult to figure out for yourself. So again, gold for those out there trying to figure out how to do this for themselves. Yeah, and I think making the, there's... Um, you know, make make sure that you've got a really good little reel of your town <laughs> so that if anyone's looking for footage of your town, they're going to find you because you've already put something out there. Uh, and A, they might say, well, can we have some of that footage? Or they might say, well, we want you to do something different. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really important to, to try and, you know, wave a flag to say, yeah, I'm here. This is what I do. And I'm happy yeah. to do some work for yeah. people. Because I guess a lot of people out there might not know they need that type of footage actually and until they see it they're like oh that's brilliant that would work with x y and z i suppose too and i yeah. guess yeah. other things you could think about are i know the village i live in i think most villages now have their own facebook group don't they for people to yeah. join and i guess that would be a great place to yeah. start put some stuff up you'll never know you never know really who you'll sort of you know draw in with that side of things so that's a yeah a really interesting bit of information there isn't it yeah yeah and i think i think showing different types of clips going back to those you know, half a dozen types of clips that you need to have of each location. Like you said, exactly, Tom, really helps people kind of go, oh, I could use that for my product or my group yeah. or my mm. my band or my theatre company or whatever it is. And then mm. it just kind of goes from there. Um, yeah. The other thing that I started to do before getting into drone work, but it's kind of moved into the drone quite nicely, is um, making little uh, walkthrough videos for Airbnb properties because uh, there's a oh, whole right. heap of them around here. It's very mm. competitive now. Um, so people need, you know, for their own websites, they need something that lifts them slightly above the rest of the, the, of the competition. Yeah. So just, you know, taking a little walkthrough of a, of a house, but then adding, literally adding a two-second aerial shot at the start and a two-second aerial shot at the end. Yeah. All yeah. done Perhaps in the just same, sort of giving you know, some perspective of the area and sort of where you are and so on, yeah. Absolutely. I, I just finished an edit on one this morning. And what's lovely about it is even though you can see the sea from the house, whenever you see a picture of the house, because it's face on, you have no idea of where it is in relation to the sea. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with the drone, I can swing round and you can see that the sea's <laughs> at the bottom of the street. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Nice. Um, and even though they say, you know, they'll say in their blurb, we're five minute, you know, five, well, not even that, two minute walk from the beach. To actually be able to see the seagulls and the waves um, yeah. at the bottom of the street yeah. really helps. Yeah, I mean, that shot alone could literally sell the property. I mean, or, yeah. or the sort of rental, I mean. Yeah, that's great. Super. Yeah, and it mentions as well, um, have you been doing real estate uh, bits and pieces or was that kind of to do with that, Airbnb? It was, it's more, it's, yeah, more to do with Airbnb. I've not been asked uh, okay. to do, well, that's not true, actually. I have, 
through we met a um i met an estate agent through something something quite random and mm-hmm. he then said oh you know was chatting what i was doing about the airbnb stuff and it's one of the biggest estate agents in the area but he was oh, like okay. we're getting so busy now that our normal photographer who's also <laughs> a licensed drone operator yeah he's too busy so can we call you if he gets too busy and we can't do stuff? And I'm like, yeah, yeah of course you can. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people uh, always start to think about the real estate side of things almost as a default. But actually thinking about it now, just off the top of my head, actually it might make more sense to go the Airbnb route because that's probably even more popular, actually. I, I think I think with, with real estate, I don't know how much it's true here. One of the forums I'm on, which is quite American-led, but one of the forums mm. I'm on, they always say that most estate agents will sell a house on pictures. They don't need video. Videos uh, are nice to have, but what mm. will sell it is the pictures. Um, mm. So they're very reluctant to spend their own money on getting yeah. <laughs> more content if it yeah. doesn't if it doesn't prove they don't it's need going to work. Yeah, and also you know I suppose with with real estate you're only after one buyer. Um, whereas with a rental, you know, short-term rental accommodation, you need a steady stream. You need loads and loads of people to go, oh, I like that. And they can be yeah. flexible about dates. So, they, you know, there's there's more of a market you yeah. can kind of go for. I've got another You're- friend who's got a place around the corner and we've done one for him. And it's very much, much more of a long tail marketing experiment for him mm. to have it on YouTube, to have it tagged. I to see. have you know views just constant of people mm. going oh that's an interesting property what's that I'll I'll have I'll check out the website or I'll check out their listing yeah I see yeah because it's funny and I think if, being, you know sorry yeah no, you're, you're almost no, constantly on. trying to sell it aren't you literally every day it's not just that one sale it's <laughs> like you say yeah. every day exactly yeah it's funny yeah, yeah exactly I mean it's we're slightly hampered at the moment because Airbnb as a platform doesn't allow video itself oh um, right fine huh. so they're only pictures. But mm. people are getting quite creative at signposting people within their listing to their own website. Okay. <laughs> um, makes yeah, sense. That makes sense, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam, was there anything you wanted to sort of uh, add on? Add on or carry on? Yeah, just I'm just quite interested because obviously you've sort of um, touched on how you sort of market yourself. I would say almost accidentally to begin with, with the sort of you know, yeah. your Instagram posts and the Facebook posts, and um, now you've. I suppose now you're seeing reaping the rewards of that i suppose accidental exposure or unintentional exposure is probably the best word um what are you are you now intentionally putting things up it with the things at the back of your mind going well this is what i want to aim for i'll, I'll get it on instagram i'll get it on facebook do you have a website as well that you that you've created as a business or is it still is it still an evolution it's still an evolution. Um, I've got a, I mean, I've, I've got my own well, it's sole trader company called The Loveliest Skies. I'm building the website as the moment. Um, it's a bit more. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to work out who the ideal client is because <laughs> the, a lot of the jobs I've had have been so varied. You know, mm, from yeah. a, from an outdoor oven, theatre group, <laughs> a band video. Uh, a, a little featurette for a, a future feature film with yeah. Dame Joan Collins. Um, <laughs> it's it, you know it's quite a wide range of different stuff. So There's it's, no tick I'm box still, for that, is there? I don't think. Yeah. No, there isn't. So I'm still I'm still trying to work out a what's worth investing time in in terms of who am I trying to approach, um, and b how best because I was doing it this morning. Actually, I was working on the website this morning or working on a showreel this morning. And it was like, oh, it's always it's getting a bit clunky because there's so many different styles of mm. shots. Yeah. Um, it's but, you know, I'll, I'll get there. 
was going to, it's interesting because we've always you know, from our marketing point we always said you know you should focus on your know, one area or one vertical um i suppose because you've come in from a, a very i'd say a very unique point of view where obviously you've not come in saying i want to make a drone business and i'll just do everything no. you've kind of just gone well i enjoy doing this and you've been approached and now you've built up mm. such a collection of different projects now you're like oh do i want to pitch <laughs> i suppose do i want to pigeonhole myself yeah. into into something that i'm going to be stuck into or or can you potentially carry on as you have been doing and like keep yourself open but from yeah. a website point of view you do have to you, it looks a bit messy having too many things it does you, well you you know even just from a from a scrolling down a page you need to decide who it is that you're going to talk about first yeah and that kind of sets the tone really um yeah. so I'm, I'm i'm yeah i'm i'm still i'm still thinking about that at the moment about how to, how best to to kind of promote myself and market that i mean i think for for, for a small ish town like like margate but one that is so popular with visitors the kind of short-term let market is a bit of a no-brainer for me at the moment yeah in terms of, of, of doing that. Plus it's very local. <laughs> I can walk. <laughs> yeah, my comments on that is pretty much that uh, Tristan's uh, versatility is a big part of the secret to your success. And I think that probably plays itself into your other work that you've done as well. And that's sort of bleeding into your drone work now, it seems. Yeah, I think what's been lovely is is um, comments coming back from, from people have been that they've really appreciated how calm and how involved and how enthusiastic I've been on the film. And even if, you know, for the music video I did, because they were self-shooting this 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 duo, um, they didn't really know what they were doing in terms of making no. this film themselves. But they said afterwards, what was really lovely is because I was there and getting involved in all sorts of other stuff as well as just doing the drone things. They said that really helped them help themselves really help them to have the confidence to go oh actually we can do this we can we can make a really nice film for ourselves without having to bring other people in i suppose so it's I quite unique it's for yourself coming from an editing point of view isn't it you you've come from a you've you've kind of yeah. already got a, that experience that you can then translate into this new business and and the people that you are speaking to who are coming from a media a media point of view yeah. whether it's film tv commercials you've you've got yeah. something that you can pass on to them which i suppose from a client makes you feel more confident in you as a, as a as an operator because you, you know exactly potentially what the client is after before they've even thought mm, about it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think i mean i think as well that it's important to to be able to demonstrate to people that this is your passion and that you're mm. you're coming at this with a passionate head on yeah. rather than a this is your business purely and you're coming at it a business head you know i think it's important in in the world of media to to recognize that the vast majority of people will work longer than they said they're going to do will work harder than they're going to said they do will wear more hats than on their credit um and will kind of roll their sleeves up to do whatever it is that that they need to do um and yeah i i i, I think that's that's also really important for people that want to get into creating content uh, for other people is to remember they need to create content themselves mm. all the time just to keep themselves fresh to keep themselves alive and like i said at the start that that copying other things is a fantastic way of doing it yeah is a great way of going oh i'm going to learn how to do a new thing today whether it's a new shot that you've seen somewhere or it's a style um, and then the other thing i wanted to say was from being an editor 20 odd years ago um to doing stuff now 
the difference in technology and cost is unreal. <laughs> I mean, I've got a little Mac mini here, two monitors, a little, you know, I've got DaVinci Resolve is, is what I edit on. Yeah. That setup would have been a hundred thousand pounds. <laughs> Probably 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And certainly 20 years ago. And now it's less than a thousand to be able to do, yeah. you know, ultra high definition, real time editing with effects, titles, graphics, color. It's just unreal. Yeah. And then you add into the cameras with yeah. with the drones and other cameras as well. And that kind of the democratic um, march of technology is just fantastic to be able yeah. to, 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 you know, it's no longer a bar to entry. You don't have to work for a big production house just to be able to get your hands on the kit. You can now save some pennies and do it yourself, which is just yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I guess probably as you were talking, I was thinking, wow, yeah, sort of 10, 15 years ago, that would have probably been a helicopter as well. Probably, wouldn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And, and, and it was really interesting <laughs> on, the, um, on the, the little trailer I was doing for the feature the other day. Um, you know, the director's a, a very experienced director and he was talking about all the times he would have used a helicopter for the type of shots we were getting it and yeah, what the wow. disadvantages would be for what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like how close we could get to stuff, how we could, how we can uh, just quickly change things around. Yeah. If, if the if the sun goes behind a cloud, just whip the drone somewhere else, run things through really quickly just to get an idea <laughs> about it, rather than it. Um, yeah, which is really fantastic. I think that that yeah. kind of um, yeah. speed and versatility that these things have. Yeah. No, for sure. No, it's, that's super interesting. One sort of angle I hadn't thought about, actually. No, so that's really good. Um, so sort of starting to think about uh, sort of wrapping things up then, I suppose. Um, we'll finish off uh, or we'll finish on, I should say, with potentially some um, advice for, for new people. So um, we could put it in such a way as uh, have you got any tips, I suppose, really, for someone who's um, trying to enter the market? You know, how if you could do it again, would you do it the same way or would you change anything? Or what's your advice for new people, do you think? I, I think I think it depends on what people are trying to get out of it. I see. Um, yeah. I think if somebody's trying to build a career um, mm-hmm. and they're just starting out on this, um, just do it. Just go out and do it. If you want to be a specialist in a particular field, if something is your passion, whether that's, I don't know, cars or landscapes or drama or whatever, just go and film it. Just go and make mm-hmm. it and do it and let your work be your calling card. Mm. Um, secondly, I think attitude and, um, attitude and willingness to kind of roll your sleeves up is often more important than, um, how good you are. Mm. And I think coming to things with the right attitude, having a bit of a can do positive mentality, smiling, (laughs) being happy, (laughs) you know, being grateful, saying thank you for things and Mm. being nice to people. I think all those kind of things really, really help because it's hard, hard work, creating content, particularly, um, particularly a a fairly advanced level is quite hard work for a lot of people. It's quite stressful work. And I think they remember when people have been nice and calm and, uh, positive rather than being oh, moaning or yeah. oh, we can't do that or you know whatever so i think i think recognizing that you're joining a people industry not just a yeah. technology industry um and that that might be challenging for some people um mm. because it, you know one of the things i loved about the drone when i first have it is it was quite meditative it's quite a 
it's quite a solo thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you've got to focus and you've got to be thinking about what you're doing. And I would find that quite freeing in my head. Mm. So to go from doing that to then suddenly having to be surrounded by lots of people and yeah. having to chat to them <laughs> and talk to them yeah. can be quite hard. But I think it's yeah. an important one to re recognise that's what you're going to do. Mm. And then yeah. I think, yeah, working... If, you, if, if I was to start from the scratch and go, right, I'm mm. going to do this properly, <laughs> I would probably <laughs> choose a vertical... And then I'd just make damn sure that I was creating content in that vertical all the time. And I would be approaching the big production houses that are involved in that kind of content. I'd be approaching other more well-known uh, operators, uh, both drone and camera, actually, because I think we've got a lot to learn from um, camera operators that have been doing this a long time mm -hmm. and have got lots of really good advice on how to compose and how to get coax the best image out of whatever sensor it is that you're flying around so approach them and say can i carry your bags can i just come and <laughs> yeah. shadow you on set I'll, I'll get you coffee whatever it is i don't care can i just come and help and be mm. a sponge just really really um get all the knowledge you can from these people um and most people are really happy because the vast majority of technical creatives don't get approached that often with somebody saying, yeah. I really like your work, can I have a chat with you? Or I really yeah. like your work, I really love that shot you did for X. Mm. Can I come and watch you do some stuff one day? I won't get in mm. the way or whatever. It yeah. just doesn't happen for people. So they, they genuinely <laughs> tend to be really appreciative of, of you coming in to do that. And you never know what's going to come out of that. You know, you never no. know what's going to, what's going to, who's going to remember you, who's going to pick up the phone and go, oh, could you just come and do that stuff? And then... Lastly, like I said at the start, I think making a big deal out of your every location, everybody lives somewhere where there's something of interest to film. Mm. So go and film it <laughs> yeah. and make sure that, you know, you've got whatever, it, you know, whatever it is. I'm so blessed. You know, I've got the sea 500 meters from my front door. Nice. Um, but it's also a really interesting town. There's some interesting juxtapositions between the old and the new here. There's some lovely fields. You know, we got great sunset sunrises. Um, but with the Mini 2, you know, you can just, go off and do really exciting things in more urban areas mm. and and also one of the things that i've started to do a lot more of is use the drone as a as a dolly yeah so just using yeah. it as a very slow moving camera rather than shooting up 200 <laughs> foot in the air to try and get everything from a satellite um yeah <laughs> yeah no, Very that's brilliant. I think that's that's <laughs> invaluable information, I think, for people, because it's always the, the sort of the biggest question we have to try and answer once people have been qualified or they've just done their flight test. They're like, right, what do I do now? Because I think that's the hardest bit. So I think actually those tips you've given out, uh, Tristan, are, are really good for uh, most of our listeners, I should imagine, really as well. So that's a really nice place to, uh, I think, come to an end as well. And uh, unless Adam or Matthew, anything else that I've missed or... What do we reckon? Uh, yeah, I think one important thing we've missed is for Tristan just to clarify where people can get in touch with him if need be and if they're keen to uh, see some more of his work. So what's the best way to go out and have a look at what you've been uh, up to, Tristan? Probably um, either look for my name on YouTube and I think all my films are listed under my personal account um, uh, or Loveliest Skies, which is a Turner quote, which he said that, that Marg or Thanet, where I live, has the loveliest skies in all of Europe. So my, my, my company's called The Loveliest Skies. Um, oh, so okay. there's YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook uh, for that. So that's super. That's so Loveliest Skies place. and Tristan Wallace yeah. on YouTube. Nice. Great yeah. stuff. 
thank you that's great well thank you very much uh, Tristan it's been a pleasure to talk to you I hope you've enjoyed yourself as well yeah no it's lovely really lovely oh and can I just say you, you, your course was fantastic so thank you for putting that together oh, great. really informative <laughs> really educational um, and yeah a lot of it I'll, I'll well most of it I'll remember forever, but a lot of it really sticks with you so great. well done for putting together something that was a fantastic fantastic uh, learning resource no not a problem at all no we're, we're here to help aren't we <laughs> that's great lovely okay well uh thanks very much again tristan like we mentioned and thanks to uh, adam and matthew too that will be the uh, the end of this episode so uh yeah thanks for joining us tristan and uh, we'll uh speak to you all very soon thanks a lot cheers bye bye